You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Thursday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, and we've got a big show lined up for you. No crossover Thursday this week. Couldn't get it to work with Locked On Colts, but we've still got Jenna Harner for you. Instead of the Friday show, she's on the Thursday show. We're going to go over all the things. There was so much Steelers news that's happened over the past day that we gotta, we're got we just going to do a big roundup of all of it. Juju, Ben Roethlisberger, Vince Williams, all of it in the first segment to get you caught up with the news. Then we're going to get into our picks. We've got a lot of them, all, all 16 games this weekend, all break broken down with, of course, our final prediction coming on Steelers versus Colts this Sunday, 1 p.m. at Heinz Field going to be an exciting one. Glad to have you here for it. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. I like to watch this season when I'm going over game footage to see how TJ Watt gets a lot of his sacks. When I do, I like to drink a nice cold Pepsi. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through your game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. It's Thursday, Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve to everyone out there. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Um, This is going to be our last show of the week, just to let y'all know straight up front, because uh, tomorrow's Christmas. We ain't doing no show for Christmas, um, and uh, we're, but we're gonna get you set up for the weekend. Don't worry. Uh, we got we got picks, we got predictions, we got game talk, we got updates on the Steelers, all that coming to you and more on this show. And I'm not alone. We got Jenna Harner, who was so nice of her to step step up her schedule and fit us in with her time with this adjusted time. Jenna, how are you doing? How are the holidays looking for you? I am wonderful. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. It is such an exciting time. This is like my favorite time of year when I can just go home and look at my Christmas tree and all the lights and just like sit in the glow. I'm one of those people and I love it so much. I did. I'm one of the people also that I wait like Christmas music can start once Thanksgiving's over. Yes. Usually I say kind of like it should be December 1st, but like that weekend leading up to it this year, it kind of timed out too perfectly. So, um, (laughs) Thanksgiving needs its own holiday, but Christmas is awesome. And I'm just, I'm so excited to be able to celebrate safely and, you know, thank God for FaceTime and Zoom and all that. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to, I bought like a ton of Pittsburgh gifts for all of my family. So I'm excited for like them to experience Pittsburgh in that way. That's, that, that's really cool. Uh, that, that, that's great. That's great that you bought, bought some little trinkets and gifts. Um, uh, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's got a lot of good collectible stuff like that with the with the with the kind of town that we are. So that's that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, Jenna, we got to talk about a lot of things here with the Steelers in this first segment. This is going to be sort of a roundup of everything. Normally we'd focus on one thing, but there's just so much that we got to talk about. First things first. Let's go over the injuries. Um, James Conner, Kevin Dotson, back in full practice on Wednesday. Um, the Steelers are scheduled to practice for Thursday. 
And then I believe they have off Friday and then they'll be back in back, back practicing Saturday. Um, this is right now you're, you're looking at a few players that you're concerned about here. Stefan Tuitt didn't practice. Um, and you also had Eric Ebron with his back injury. Um, and the Steelers had a lot of their normals like Ben Roethlisberger didn't practice on, on Wednesday. Of course, that's his normal veterans day. Um, but right now the Steelers, everyone everyone's happy to see Connor and Dotson back because you need Dotson back for that line but having two it missing that's that raises a red flag I don't know how serious that is and if that's just precautionary but there's uh everyone's kind of just looking around anxious for the injury book yeah especially with the defense like this defense can't afford any more injuries also um Ulysses Gilbert and um I'm looking, I, why I'm, I'm spacing out of it. Ulysses Gilbert and Marcus Allen. Both, like, you look at yep. that and you're like, oh, yep. who, who do they have left? And, I mean, obviously there's, you know, guys that they have left. Marcus Allen just seems to be a stinger. So, knock on wood, hopefully that he's kind of on the right track to getting back soon. But, I mean, between Tewitt and um, Gilbert, I mean, those are some those are some questions. You hate to say that in that sense that, you know, the defense is, especially at that linebacker position is depleted as they are right now. Um, but good news, Vince Williams off yes. the COVID list. So that in itself, I think is a huge get back for the Steelers. No, that, that, that's right. Where I was going with that is that, you know, you might lose Marcus Allen though. It's crazy. Marcus Allen had that stinger, Jenna. He didn't miss a single snap. When I looked at the snap count, he, 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 he I mean, he came off the next play, but it was, I think that was fourth down or whatever, but, um, he, he was, he, according to the snap count report, he played every, all 56 and asked for the Steelers defense that night. Um, so that, that's impressive. So, I mean, maybe he comes back from that, but still having Vince Williams back with Avery Williamson, finally, one of their starters can come back at that position that can at least help steady some things. We got to keep it moving though, off of injuries. There was, of course, what everyone wanted to, has been talking about for weeks now is Juju's TikTok dancing. Now, Jenna, you probably didn't get a chance to hear the episode. Dean might have told you, but we we did a poll in the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. Now this poll was completely unbiased, and there were no there were no bribes involved. But the Locked On Steelers Facebook group overwhelmingly uh, voted that Juju should keep doing TikTok dances, uh, which is crazy. Now it might have said next to if you vote yes that Chris will do three tequila shots live on air during a show. Might have had that might have had something to do with it, but me, I think that the locked on listeners voted for their true concerns and that they wanted Juju to keep dancing. But Juju says he will not keep dancing. He says he's gonna tailor it back. You were right there for when he was talking about that. Yeah, he said he was gonna do it for the betterment of the team. And this, like this whole situation is laughably hilarious to me because I tweeted this. I'm like, never in my life did I think I was going to see this amount of grown men tweet about TikTok. I just, I know that everybody wants something to talk about and everybody wants something to look, you know, look for a reason. Oh, the Steelers are losing. Oh, it's because Juju's, it's not that. It's not that. Does it fire other teams up? Eh, sure you know it makes them you know oh like i want to go out there and like make a viral play because then that's going to correlate to um like when um 
Von Bell. The yeah. guy in the bagel. Von Bell. I was going to say, it's not Von Miller, but like that was where my brain is going. That's <laughs> that's where I'm at this week. Uh, when Von Bell was like, oh yeah, like I lit him up. Like, of course Von Bell wants to, you know, as soon as right. he lit him up, he knew like, oh, this is going to go viral. And of course this is going to be something where it's like, oh, look, I lit up the guy who danced on our logo. Like it gives kind of that reason mm-hmm. to, you know, be like, oh, we won. This was a reason why. Like people look for it as that type of reason. Like this is who Juju is. You know, this is who Juju is. Juju right. is always that TikTok guy. And then also I think a lot of people are giving him a lot of you know bad vibes and bad vibes that's the word but like bad press and it's like look at what he does he did so many amazing things for the community too so i think people forget what he does for this community um but like this is who he is this is he's authentically him is it a great idea for him to go out and dance on logos when they're when they lose you know after you know after going into a next game after loss it's not fantastic, but this is who he is. He's authentically himself. And he's always said he is going to be authentically himself. So this is just him doing what he's going to do. But the fact that I think that, you know, Mike Tomlin's getting asked about this, Ben Roethlisberger is getting asked about this. Multiple teammates are getting asked about this. And this is dominating part of the conversation versus, you know, Hey, how are you guys looking to match up against the Colts? What is the biggest threat that their defense poses? I think that the team knows, you know, okay, this is just Juju, but also this is becoming something a little bit of a bigger quote unquote distraction. If you want to call it that, you know, Ben was like, I didn't really know about it until it got brought up kind of thing. Most of these players don't entirely know they're all in their own worlds pregame. Um, but it's becoming a more big thing. So Juju was like, you know, I think I'm just going to keep it in house. I'm still going to do things, but I think this is, it's also funny to me because this is exactly what he wants. Yeah this it drives the views what does he want from tiktok he wants more people to watch more people to click on it more people to tweet about it and post about it and talk about it and what's happening these past couple weeks exactly and that and now he's the focus of this conversation and what's crazy is i still say like with von when when von bell did that when when he went after him it was what the bills were doing they were teeing off on him They, they were going and here's the thing again when you look at the all 22 they're they're vacating entire zones because of it. Like they like if Ben Roethlisberger had looked up the field, he would have seen, oh, I got Claypool for a touchdown. And it and it did, that wasn't the only time it happened. It happened several times in this game. And it's like that, that, I think again, I, I said this to Dean. I've said this to a few people. That should be the story about this. It shouldn't just yeah. be oh the TikTok dances because if the other teams were playing so great, the Steelers wouldn't have been in those games because they were playing horribly offensively. They've been in each of in each of those games where he was doing those dances. He they've either won or he's or or, or they've been in it, you know, until until the until the fourth quarter. So it wasn't a great motivating factor for them. And in fact, it seemed to create huge mistakes for them. But the Steelers just didn't capitalize on, or rather, Ben Roethlisberger didn't. And I think that's where this conversation should have gone. But no, we gotta. I, honestly, you know, I get again. I look at this. I think a lot of people. A, they, you know, it's easier to talk about this than than study film, look at things, and say this is what's going on. And B, we know there's a lot of people that protect Ben Roethlisberger uh, and, and don't want to criticize him as heavily in the media and especially locally. And that's where you're kind of like, come on, guys, this is not as big of a deal as you're making it out to be. But like you said, you know, this drew the attention to it, and now Juju's like, hey, you know what? You guys make it a big deal, fine, whatever. I'll back, I'll back off. But his own teammates didn't know and didn't care. And that's, that's the thing that's most surprising to me is like, if Roethlisberger, if it was frustrating Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger would have said something to him about it and it would have been shut down. Like he's, like we said, I think we said this last week, he's been doing this all season. This isn't anything new. He did this against Dallas. He does this at his own, at midfield on the Steelers logo. logo. 
people's like disrespect no this is just what he does but yeah. it's just it's so funny that like this conversation exploded to you know oh tiktok oh juju oh disrespect. it's it's just it's so funny it's like really this is what we're focused on right now this is like where we're going with you know not talking about the fact that oh the Steelers have lost three games oh the offense is really struggling oh Ben had one of the worst games we've had him see we've had him we've seen him play in I can't tell you how long like it's just uh, there's so many other storylines and it's like this is what we're driving to yeah absolutely now last thing here <clears throat> last thing here on just the roundup Ben Roethlisberger spoke Wednesday and he revealed that there was a players meeting and that he called it and that, you know, they were getting the players together and they had to address what had been going on. And to me, that was a good sign that Ben Roethlisberger is locked in and still saying, hey, like, I know I'm, I'm sticking up the joint, but we got to we all got to pull it together and find a way to win if we want a chance at these playoffs. Jenny, again, you were there for this and, and, and you know, he was talking. What was your what was your you know, take on his temperament and just what what kind of voice he was putting to what that meeting was like yeah it was super interesting because like in the press conference he was really calm cool and collected which we've i feel like we've seen a lot from ben but you can tell when he's really frustrated or when he's angry especially post game and we didn't see that at all and it was actually funny because i had asked him you know i kind of said what are the conversations like this week you know especially as a veteran what are you saying to your guys does it change at all does anything you know does it stay consistent what do you say and that was kind of when he was like you know we had a really good offensive meeting this morning you know it was a players only meeting and then when people started to follow up just with the way the zoom calls were um then he was asked about you know oh like what was that player's is the players only something meeting you called and you know, how did that work? And what was it? And he was like, I don't want this to be a big deal. He's like, I didn't call this. It had nothing to do with the fact that we've lost three games. That's not what I called this. He goes, you guys are all going to write your stories and you know, that's what's going to get written. But that wasn't the case. He said, you know, this is something I kind of called at the end of the season that I would have, you know, it would have been a normal time for me to call this anyways, because he's like, a lot of our guys don't have playoff experience. He goes, I, you know, had guys in the room, raise their hand. And, you know, I asked him how many of you guys have played in the playoffs. And he's like, only about half the guys raised their hands. So half of this offense has never played in an NFL playoff game. And so that shows their youth in itself. And that shows kind of what the team has done over the last couple of years in, you know, to get to this point right now. Um, but, you know, he said he wanted to emphasize that it had nothing to do with losses. It's where they are and where they're going. They're getting ready to go into the playoffs. Uh, it's really important that the veteran guys kind of communicate what the playoffs are like, you know, it wasn't a players only panic meeting. That was what he kind of stressed. And he was, you know, really just kind of like even keeled about it. He's like, yeah, we did this. This is why I did this. And just kind of gave it to us straight. I think it's really good. Again, that he kind of, he came out and he talked about it and he made sure there's all this temperament about just making sure like, listen, this wasn't panic, but this was something that we needed to do. Um, and I thought one, another thing that I thought was cool when he talked about, you know, he's like Mike Munchak had been in the NFL for like 30 some years or however long he's been in the league as a coach or a player. And he said, he's only been to the Super Bowl once. And, you know, you don't get these opportunities all the time to just run into the playoffs and and do this. This isn't an every year thing and you got to capitalize on it. And uh, the Steelers know they're going to be in the playoffs. So I think it's important that, you know, the, the guy who's the highest paid, the guy who they built this team around, He's got to set the tone and be like, listen, lock in, focus, take every day to do the best that you can in practice and preparation and, you know, making sure that you're as healthy as you can because you don't know if this is your last shot to get a playoff win uh, in your career. You never know what's going to happen. So 
Um, really good stuff there from Roethlisberger as a leader. Um, huge stepping up, I think, in that conversation. And like I said, we had a lot for you in that in that first segment. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got more here on the Locked On Steelers for you. Uh, but we got, before we do that, we got to talk to our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person and helps someone lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat during the day. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, but high-protein and high-fiber, and they're great for a keto diet. Instead of when you're tired and hungry at work and you need a boost to get through the day, instead of going to the vending machine and getting those cupcakes, those Pop-Tarts, those potato chips, get something healthy like a Built Bar. It'll fill you up, taste great, and get you through the rest of your day with the energy that you need. And Built Bar comes in 18 amazing different flavors. Six of those new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You can get all those flavors by going to their website right now at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Are you ready for some football? Because college football heads into bowl season, and there are some huge matchups coming, as well as big NFL regular season games to finish up the season and get you ready for the playoffs. But there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, no spaces, Locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. We're going to be looking at NFL games, college football games, all the biggest matchups for all the best bets. You can check all those things out right on betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, locked on, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. For Bet Online, it's your online sportbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Hunter of Channel 11 WPXI in Pittsburgh. Of course, Jenna, it's picks time. And this is the first time that you and I are going to be able to make all the picks in a week because we will be, we're doing this because there's no Thursday night football and Christmas, and we have a Christmas Day game. Um, so this is going to be our first full <laughs> week of picks. It's kind of crazy to think, like, you know, now we're here. We're going to have four NFL games out of the way before Sunday because you got one on one on Friday on Christmas Day and three on Saturday which is just nuts I'm here for it this is the best time of the year like we get Christmas Day football oh my gosh this is like what more could you want (laughs) listen I gotta tell you I was in Houston for Steelers versus Texans on Christmas Day a a few years ago that was an interesting experience because first of all I'm a Pittsburgh guy so like I'm like it's hot on Christmas. What's happening? And then I'm, I'm like covering a Steelers game. And I'm like, this, this is weird. I'm sorry. And then I, I ended up meeting up with some great friends that I had down in Houston. But I was just like, what, what even is this right now? Um, but um, all that being said, this is going to be an interesting week because there are a ton of playoff scenarios in place here. You got the Dolphins and the Raiders playing, and there's that battle for that, you know, that that, that seed. You, you're gonna have um you're gonna have the Titans playing the Packers on Sunday night football. They're gonna be playing playing for for a lot there. This to me, Jenna, 
is a huge opportunity for a lot of these teams to make plays. And the Steelers and Colts is right there with them. That, of course, will be our last game that we um, that we go over here. Um, but I, I look at this and I see a lot of cl- crazy games and close games to pick. And I got to say, uh, we got you were able to win last week. Um, our friend Joe Berkey has been keeping up with the standings. Um, he said, you won with a 12 and three week because I was stupid enough to go with the Giants over the Browns. I actually thought oh, Colt no. McCoy, I, I thought Colt McCoy's revenge game was going to work. Um, now, what Joe has done, he took out the weeks that I picked where you weren't around, and he's now put together all the weeks that we picked completely together. And oh. the our records right now, I'm 116-49-1. You're 113-52-1. So you're three games back of me right now. <clears throat> oh, me. man. So it's, it's coming down to the wire. We got – so we got two regulars. We got we, so we got like thirty-two games left in the regular season, and then I'm not even gonna try to do the math of how many playoff games because there's seven teams in both conferences, and I hate this. Um, but let's get to the first game here: six and eight Vikings at ten and four Saints. Saints. They got Drew Brees back, but it wasn't enough against the Chiefs, and they're actually on a losing streak now. I think of it because they lost to the Eagles and the Chiefs. Yep. But you're playing on Christmas. Michael Thomas isn't playing. And you got Dalvin Cook coming to town against that defense. And then you had Cameron Jordan's whole fiasco. Did you see that? He said he found out his wife's water broke pregame. And then he got ejected in the middle of the game for a punch that he really didn't throw. It was a kind of like an accident thing. And then his kid was born like two hours after that. Oh, my gosh. Like that. Imagine that being your Sunday. Like you find out like when you're going onto the field that, you're, that your wife is going into labor. Like – Oh my goodness. Um, and then you get ejected the way you get ejected. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, that's going to be a story for that kid. One day it's going to be like, hey, the day you were born, daddy got ejected from a football. That's going to be hysterical. <laughs> that's gonna They're going to laugh about that in years. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. But six and eight Vikings at 10 and four Saints. <sighs> I mean, I like Dalvin Cook, but I, I got to think the Saints get on track before the playoffs because. They, they have a lot of players. I know that they're missing Michael Thomas, but they got a lot of players on defense that can keep the Vikings in check. And I think that they could do enough on offense to score against that defense. Yeah, I like the Saints in this one too. I just think that they were – it was interesting to kind of watch them play a little bit of like – I don't want to say it was chess, but they played that style of game against Kansas City, especially when they went down early. They were able to come back and kind of have that back and forth. And, you know, that was an exciting game to watch. So I think that they have a lot of potential here. I think the Vikings are a decent team in terms of what their record is. I think with Dalvin Cook, they've been really solid, but I think they've just kind of been too up and down this season for me to not like steadily go with the Saints in this one. And again, the Saints have lost two in a row. I think you look at the Eagles game as kind of like that fluke, that bad loss that everybody, every team has. I think the Eagles came into that game with a lot to play for with Jalen Hurts starting. Um, and then obviously last week, you're going up against the defending Super Bowl champs who are looking like, they're at least going to make it to the AFC championship, if not the Super Bowl. So I, I think New Orleans gets back on track here. But this could be a fun game to watch for sure with Dalvin Cook just going against that New Orleans defense. Absolutely. Going into Saturday games, Buccaneers at Lions. I'm sorry. I'm just going with the Buccaneers. They got too much on their side. Yeah, the Bucs in this one. This could be – I don't know. I feel like there's a couple games where you could be like, oh, this is a weird upset kind of thing. This could be one of those weird games. But with the way Tampa's been playing as of late and the fact that they came back against the Falcons and the way that they came back against the Falcons, Tom it's just – Brady and the Falcons. <laughs> it's so bad. There was a really, really funny tweet this week where it said something about, like, what a Falcons fan quote tweeted, like, four of the most ridiculously blown games. And they're like, what on earth did I do to deserve this? <laughs> 
was like, no. It's so, so I think sad. they're riding with a lot of momentum. I think Brady is, he's shown glimpses of solid play this season. And I think we've seen decent things from him kind of in each game, except that Saints game or the, yeah, the Saints game where they just got blown out. But I think that Tampa wins this one. Right with you there. Um, moving along, Niners at Cardinals. Uh, Niners out the playoffs. Cardinals fighting for the, for the last spot in the NFC. Um, I got the Cardinals because they still got Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in football right now. Um, but the Niners, they, they have these weird ways of poking up. I just I don't think they got enough to to keep up in in this in this game. They're gonna end up with a really high draft pick this year. Yeah, I think so too, which is scary to think about just because of all the weapons that they have and all the guys that they've lost to injury this season. Um, But I like Arizona in this one too. They've had kind of two really solid weeks after that little, I don't want to say skid, but after falling to the Patriots and then falling to the Rams, they bounced back really well against the Giants. And then that Eagles game was really interesting, just kind of that back and forth. But I think that type of game was really good for Kyler Murray to get under his belt, that competitive back and forth game. Um, and I think that they just are the better team in terms of, you know, who you have available for San Francisco versus the Cardinals. Um, I think Kyler Murray in the offense, if this was San Francisco's normal defense, I would pick San Fran, but you got to go Arizona here. Moving forward. This does have a lot of implications on the playoffs. Nine and five dolphins at seven and seven Raiders. Jenna, the, the dolphins are one of those teams battling. They're like the, right in that mix for that, for that final AFC spot, because you got whoever loses the AFC South is going to be in the playoffs, whether it's the Titans or the Colts there. One of those teams is going to be, is most likely going to be uh, that, that, the you know, the one of those wild card teams, but then you also have the Browns and the Ravens chasing for that. And then of course you got the Steelers in the consideration. If the Steelers lose out and the Browns win out, the Browns could uh, get the, um, could get the division that way. Um, but as it stands, the Browns are the five seed. The Titans are the four seed. The Browns are the five seed. The Colts are the six seed. The Dolphins are the seven seed. The Raiders aren't mathematically eliminated yet. They need to win out and then hope some crazy things happen. Um, because ahead of them are the, the Ravens at nine and five, who are the, who are just sitting outside the playoffs. It's do or die time for the Raiders. I've seen that. I, I you know I saw a report that said that Derek Carr practiced in full on Wednesday, so it looks like he'll be back this week unless something happens <laughs> to him. Um, but I still got to go with the Dolphins. I, I like their defense and that what they could be able to do to slow down the Raiders, even if the Raiders get red hot on offense. And I don't like the Raiders defense to try to slow down the Dolphins. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Miami's defense is the reason I think that the Dolphins will win this game. I think they're forcing at least a turnover, if not more, per game. And I think they have the longest active streak in the NFL of forcing a turnover, I believe. Don't entirely quote me on that one, but I believe I heard that. Um, that defense has been playing really well. And I think we saw, like, we're seeing really good things from Tua in terms of that, like, rookie learning curve. You're seeing him figure things out and then get back to your the lull that you expect. And then, oh, he has a really good game again. Um, and I think this Dolphins team has, you know, really been playing for a lot this year. They want to make the playoffs and they want to say, like, hey, we're not the old Dolphins team of past. Like, we have a solid defense. Our special teams has been playing really, really well. And by the way, we have a quarterback who's been playing fantastic in his rookie season. So I think Miami wins this one, but this could be, this could be interesting depending on how healthy Carr is um, and how good he looks, but also Mariota didn't look terrible when he was out there the last week too. He did not. He he looked pretty solid. All right. 
we got a few games here we're going to try to roll quickly through because we got a lot of stuff to get to with the rest of these games. We got Giants at the Ravens, Giants 5 and 9, Ravens 9 and 5. I'm sorry, the Ravens should should win this game handily after the way the Giants are looking. Um do you agree there, Jenna? Yeah, especially cuz just the Ravens have so much to play for, not that the Giants don't, but the Ravens are fighting for their lives in that playoff spot. Um and I think that they just have a much more complete team. The Giants can't figure out how to they can figure out how to move the ball, but they can't score in the red zone. So I'm going with Baltimore in this one. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be finishing all those picks right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We got the three ten and one Bengals and the four and ten Texans. Hold on a sec. Tails, Texans. There we go. That's how I saw that. <laughs> uh you're going with Houston in this one. See. I've toyed back and forth with this because I think that this could be a really competitive game for Cincy, but I think they're going to come in a little high off the Steelers win. And I think this is just a game that Houston takes. Okay. All right. So that's our first split there, Joe. Mark it down. She's taking the Bengals. I'm taking the Texans. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Hold on. No, I'm taking the Texans, but I can see how people take the Bengals. I thought you were saying like, this is a game that they take as in like they, they, you know, they, they took a beating, but okay. Okay. So we're both, my bad. I I misread it. Sorry, Joe. Sorry. Don't, don't, uh, don't mind me. I'm stupid. Uh, (laughs) uh, We got the, uh, we got myself there. No, you're, you're fine. You need to correct yourself. You you said it perfectly. I just, I heard, I heard what I wanted. (laughs) But um okay we got seven and seven bears at one and 13 jaguars i mean the bears do stink but come on it's the jaguars and they know they and they got a chance to get trevor lord there's no way they're gonna win now <laughs> there's no way the jags are going to give up the fact that trevor lords is about to fall into their lap and that is why chicago wins this game falcons at chiefs i mean the falcons are an interesting team at times they get really competitive for no reason but come on they just they're not going to beat the chiefs no, this could be a surprisingly competitive game, but there's not a chance. I do not see the Chiefs losing this game. I just I don't know who I'm seeing the Chiefs lose to until potentially the AFC Championship. I don't know. Browns at Jets. I mean, the Jets did beat the Rams last week, um, and I know the Browns are on a roll, and I think the Jets could sneak them if the Browns turn into the Browns overnight, but I'm still going to pick the Browns just because the Jets are that bad. The Browns have been weirdly convincing the last couple of weeks, which is a very strange sentence to say. Like, yes. why Why are those words coming out of my mouth? The fact that Cleveland also can have a chance at the division crown is something in its whole self. So I think Cleveland wins this game, but this could be another really weird upset from the Jets. But I think if you just look at this on paper, Cleveland should win this game. We're going to skip the Steelers-Colts game and save the best for last. Got an AFC West game here that, of two teams that do not matter. Five and nine Broncos at five and nine Chargers. And I'm just going to say the Chargers because they're at home and they got Justin Herbert. Yep. Justin Herbert's the reason. Although Drew Locke has been kind of playing decent. We've been seeing good things from him. Granted, last week against the Bills, we didn't see a lot of smart things from him. But you can see him kind of taking his mistakes and learning from them when he gets mm-hmm. back out on the field after he throws an interception or after just like a, a bad play on third down, something like that. Um, but I like Justin Herbert. I think he's been pretty solid and he's, you know, been impressive to watch this season. So, Hey, we're going with LA in this one. Four and 10 Panthers at the six and eight Washington football team who lead the NFC East right now. They need to keep winning to keep the giants off their backs in case the giants pull off a crazy upset. Um, also, I guess technically you're, you got the Eagles on their back, even though they're a game and a half behind because they're they tied once, which is still weird. I'm going with Washington, but I wouldn't be surprised if Teddy Bridgewater pulled off something crazy in this game. 
I think if Alex Smith can start, I'm absolutely going with Washington. We saw a lot of cohesiveness, a lot of cohesion with what he was doing with the team, especially when they started getting on a roll and when they beat the Steelers. Um, and I think him being out has kind of struggled a little bit. Um, and also all the whole situation with Haskins has been super, super, super interesting as of oh, late. Gosh. Um, oh my gosh. Getting his captaincy taken away uh, on Wednesday. So I, I think that's going to be a little bit of a downer for him, but I think if they can have Alex Smith back, they should win that game. Um, but this could be a toss up depending on if Smith plays or not. Um, they are saying he has quote a real chance to return, but we'll see what happens there again, which is crazy. You just all the stuff that that man's had to go through to play football. Um, so are you are, are we both going with Washington there? Yes. All right. So we're both there. NFC East showdown. Now, let me tell you, Jenna, as a person who attended Cheney University out in Philly, whenever the, the Eagles played the Cowboys, didn't matter if both were bad or good or who, whatever. I found a place where I knew Eagles and Cowboys fans would congregate and I just watched the fireworks fly because there are some great fights, reactions to whatever happens in this game on either side winning. This is, I know that both teams stink this year, but technically they're both in the playoff running because the NFC East stinks just as bad. I'm going with the Eagles because Jalen hurts, but I would love to just see some crazy stuff happen in this game. That I'm, that's all you can wish for in this game. You just want to see the most wildest plays. I want trick plays. Yep. I want long, deep bombs. I want pick sixes. I want, um, punt returns I, I want all this I want all of the craziness and the madness that this game deserves but it's hard to deny that Jalen Hurts has been playing decently well and I think that he has been a bright spot in what has been a very dark year for the Eagles so I kind of like what he's been doing I'm going with Philly but I just want madness I'm with you on that Yes, I just want the craziness. As I, I'm just telling you, the popcorn comes out when these two teams play just because I want to see the fans' reactions. Um, but we move, we move into what could be a game, the game of the week, the 9-5 and five Rams at the 10-4 and four Seahawks. The Rams dropping that Jets game really made this game very different because both teams were supposed to be 10-4. and four. Um, I believe the Rams beat the Seahawks the last time they played. Um, and so this because of that, this is basically kind of for the division – um, although technically the, you know, week 17 could determine that as well, but if the Seahawks win, they clinch it because they'll go two games up on the Rams, If the Rams win, they'll be tied, but the Rams, I believe will have the tiebreaker then, but the Rams, how did, you lost to the jets when everything was on the line and the jets again, why were they trying to win? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know everyone tries to win, but come on. And, uh, I, I look at this. Seahawks, Seahawks are at home. Russell Wilson's going to be there. Uh, DK Metcalf, he was getting he was getting in Jalen Ramsey's business this last the last time they played. I, I got to go with the Seahawks finding a way to win when the while the Rams are reeling. Yeah, I think that like your gut instinctually wants to tell you Seattle just because of what um, LA has done with that that Jets game just like threw everything for a loop because there was I think the Rams. I, I don't want to say they're like a quote unquote hard team to figure out because they're not, but it's just what they've done. There's been some really good games from them this season. And then there's been some other games where you look at it. It's like, really that 
Um, but the same could be said about the Seahawks. I think yeah. that's why these two teams kind of come in very evenly matched in terms of the identities that they are. I like the fact, like you said, that um, DK Metcalf was winning those battles against Jalen Ramsey in the first game, just showing like, hey, you know, this is this is the one on one matchups you want to see. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to beat you hard nosed football. You know, your classic the classic one on one battles that we all look forward to. Um, I think that Seattle has also kind of found their footing in a season that it's taken them a little bit longer to do so. Um, but I mean, they've been playing really well as of late. They rebounded after they lost to the Giants. Again, every team has a bad loss this season, but they bounced back. They demolished the Jets 40 to three. Then they beat Washington in that kind of close game that shouldn't, that wasn't really as close as it felt, but looked a little closer than it was type thing. So I think Seattle wins this one, but this could be a really fun game to watch. It really could be. Um, and the, the next game we're talking about here is also another fun one to get happen. Sunday night football, 10 and four Titans at 11 and three Packers. Um, this is a serious game for both teams. If the Packers win, I believe they clinch the, uh, the number one seed or no, they may not because of the Seahawks, but they put, they put themselves in a great position to clinch the, the, the number one seed in the NFC. Meanwhile, the Titans, they need this win. It would lock up them in being in the playoffs, but also you got to keep pace with the Colts who are playing the Steelers. And you look at the Titans and you're thinking like, man, this is coming down to it. Um, if the Titans win and the Colts lose, the Titans clinch the AFC South. Um, and these teams are, are going neck and neck. I look at this, though, and I know that, that Derrick Henry's a bad man, but the Green Bay Packers got Aaron Rodgers. He's been playing really well. They're at home. I just think this is a game that you see the Packers pull out in prime time. Yeah, if you look offense versus offense, this right. seems like Green Bay is just going to be that just a little bit level higher than the Titans. Also, the fact that if Green Bay – wins if they can clinch home field advantage I mean they want the playoffs to run through Green Bay they yep. want the NFC to go through Green Bay I mean Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in December and January yeah good luck to every other team that's what he's built for that's what he does that is what he is so good at and the duo between him and Devontae Adams this season has just been fantastic to watch those two are on the same page and then some they do what we've seen them kind of do in you know recent years that's what they're good at that's what they can they can make teams pay by that I think what Devontae Adams seems to have at least two touchdowns every game if not more <laughs> it's crazy so I think if this does turn into an offensive shootout I'm going with Green Bay's offense to keep the pace Derrick Henry has been playing fantastic he is a really really bad man but you have Aaron Rodgers throwing to Devontae Adams they can make you pay so quick last year of non-Steelers games 11 and 3 Bills at New England Patriots at six and eight. I'm going with the Bills. They're playing really well. The Patriots aren't Monday night football. I, they got to win this game. And this is in New England too, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Which, when have which the is the Patri house of whores. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but when have the Patriots in December been a seven point underdog? That's a great question. I it, it, it would have to be the nineties, right? It's, it's been a long time and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I think what the bills are doing is just, I love it. I, every, I tweeted this week too. I said Patriots Twitter right now when they were officially limited or eliminated from the playoffs last week, I said something to the extent of like, they're like your, um, it's when your ex gets into a new relationship and you're like, <laughs> it's okay. We get so many good times. Don't cry because it's over <laughs> smile because it's happened. I'm like, this is incredible. Yes. So I'm just here for it. But the bills offense, the bills, 
Cardinals really in all three phases of the game have been clicking so well. Their defense has gotten a lot of guys back from injury that they were missing. They've been firing on all cylinders. I think this is a statement game for the Bills to come in and say, hey, not only did we win the AFC East, but we're going to embarrass you on your home turf. All right, now we go to the game that everyone wants to talk about, the game of the week, 10-4 Colts at 11-3 Steelers. Jenna, the Steelers have been reeling, but Juju's not TikTok dancing anymore, so they got to win, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is that's going to be the factor. That it, You know that's going to be it right there. I'm telling you, if if the Steelers win on win, win this game, I guarantee you someone's gonna have that take, and I'm just going to just throw this microphone across the across the room. I'm just gonna be like, this is <laughs> this is so stupid. But to me, Jenna, this game comes down to one factor: Can Ben Roethlisberger stop making the boneheaded mistakes that he has over the past month? If he can get it together, this offense can get back to scoring. The defense can get back to protecting leads and not having to worry about if the offense is just gonna give the ball back in three plays. And that's going to be what gets this team passed. Cause I, I have respect for the Colts and if the Steelers don't come correct offensively or they get hurt defensively, they're going to lose this game because the Colts are a balanced team. But if the, if Ben can get back to what he was for the first 10 weeks of the season, I think the Steelers can take this team. I just, I don't know if Ben is there yet. He did sound pretty again, locked in with what he was saying on Wednesday, what say you, you're, you know, you got to see that you've seen him. Is this the week that Ben Roethlisberger pulls it together? I was going to say, if not this week, what week is it going to happen? I think right. we said that last week. We said, yep. okay, this was the get right game. This yep. is what they were supposed to, you know, come into Cincy, demolish them against their third string quarterback. This is a really tough test and a really tough defense. Indy's defense has been very, very solid, yep. but I agree, agree completely in the fact that if Ben, can get back to, you know, I, I always reference the first half of the Titans game. If he can play a game to that completion, minus the interception at the end of the half, if he can play a game like that for a full 60 minutes, this Steelers team can really make a lot of great plays. They can keep the, you know, the offense can sustain long drives, march down the field, take time off the clock, find the end zone, have a little bit of the run, hit the targets on offense, but yeah, we haven't seen that. I think the fact that Vince Williams is coming back is huge for that defense, but it goes back to also complimentary football. That's what the guys, these guys have talked about all season. The fact that you need to play for one another. Cam Hayward said after the bills game, we need to have each other's backs more. Um, and that's what they do. You know, the offense needs to play for the defense. The defense needs to play for the offense and they need to help each other out. You know, like you said, the Steelers can't continue to go three and out. How many, what was it? Eight, nine, three and outs to start that game the other day. Including they, they, obviously, I, think, I know they had, they had five, they had four, they had five first quarter possessions. All were either three and outs or a one play turnover. Yeah. That, that cannot happen. You cannot lose the turnover battle the way you lost the turnover battle. Sure. There's always going to be one, you know, there's always bad plays. There's always yeah. missed times or, you know, the, the tip that goes off the receiver's fingers and the, you know, DB makes a huge a diving play for it, something like that. You know, those types of things happen, but that can't happen. And that exactly that starts with Ben. If Ben can get back to being consistent, you know, having poise in the pocket, finding the guys that he needs to find and connect when he needs to connect with them, then I think the Steelers win this game. But if he plays like he's played the last four weeks here, it's going to be a long day against the Colts defense. 
So what's your final prediction here, Jenna? Because I'm right with you. They're, uh, they, you know, this is a Colts defense that can capitalize on bad things happening. Uh, this is a Colts offense that can capitalize on bad things happening. You give them short fields, they'll punch it in even faster than the Bengals did. Um, it. Do you have Ben returning to at least some sense of what he was? And if you do, uh, if, if you don't, it's obvious you're picking him to lose. And if you do, is it enough for them to win? I think so. I think if if you can get two passing touchdowns, which doesn't seem like a lot from Ben, but if you can get two passing touchdowns, you can get a rushing touchdown, your defense. The defense also has not forced a turnover in the last two games. So yeah. if the defense can capitalize on things too, and if they can, you know, we get one of those crazy Minka Fitzpatrick plays that we're so used to seeing where mm-hmm. he's always there to make an interception. I think the Steelers can win this game. It's going to be a little more low scoring than we're used to. I'm going 24, 17 Steelers in this one. But again, I think that Roethlisberger finds, you know, Juju in the end zone, depending on if Ebron's back, you know, James Washington has been playing really well when he has been in the game and when they've been able to target them. I think what we saw from Benny Snell this past week too was really fantastic. If you look for one bright spot, that was a bright spot. Um, So I think we see, you know, a rushing touchdown from him, maybe something from the defense, but I do think they kind of, you know, shake all these woes off their back. I hope I'm correct by this. Um, And I think they win 24, 17, but it's going to be a close battle for sure. Clap it up for Jenna Harder. She comes in here. She's predicting the Steelers to win. I can't do it until I see Ben get back to normal. I can't pick this, this team to win. And it's so crazy that, that that that's the big handicap here. But last week was the like uh, like you said it, I said it. I tweeted when you tweeted, I tweeted like this was the get right game, and they didn't get right. And, I, and it's not even they he didn't get right. And I again, I like what he said this week, but actions speak louder than words. I will be happy to be wrong, but I'm picking the Colts to win twenty three to sixteen. And I really think, I really think if, if he clicks, if this, if he gets back together and they get the ball to the playmaker wide receivers, they'll win this game. And I will not be shocked, but as a picker, I got to go, I got to go, go with the Colts in this game. Wow. We right. have some, we have, I think this might be our first difference. Yeah. I think it actually might the whole day is the Steelers game. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Ooh. Everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Jenna. Thanks so much for being here. Um, I know I know you got a lot going on. It's the holidays. Please let people know where they can follow you and find more of your work. Oh, well, thank you so much. Happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you as well, Chris. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11 um, in, on Instagram. I almost said Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, but you know, Facebook's a whole different animal. Um, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Jenna underscore Harner. Uh, and you should definitely tune in to the WPXI Black and Gold Zone sponsored by CalU Christmas special. It's six o'clock Christmas day. DVR it if you're going to be eating dinner safely with your family. Um, it's really, really awesome. Some really, really touching stories. Camp Hayward and his mom, Charlotte, and the Hayward House Foundation, how they give back to the community. Stefan Tuit has donated a lot of money to a handful of local charities. Zach Banner um, joining it. He, he joked he crashed Hanukkah. And uh, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. He, uh, 
he donated to the Tree of Life Synagogue. So just really, really, really incredible guys. You know, you guys know them on the field for obviously all that they do, but they love giving back to the community as well. So definitely tune in for that. Um, and yeah, we got a whole bunch of content coming your way. So definitely, uh, definitely join us on WPXI. We're kind of always doing some really cool stuff. Yeah, great stuff there. And, and big shout out to Cam Hayward, uh, 50,000 to the home, Homewood Children, Children's Village. Uh, that's a that's an organization I've seen do a lot of great things in Homewood. That's my home. That's my home neighborhood here in Pittsburgh. It's also run by a good friend, Walter Lewis and a Cheney grad, uh, mind you. Uh, great guy, Walter Lewis and great thing by Cam Hayward donating to a great cause there. Um, Thanks again, Jenna, for being on the show. Thanks to all you for listening on the holidays. We hope this is getting you through because you're, if, even if you're not listening to it on Christmas Eve, you may be on Christmas Day, the day of the game, whatever. Either way, we're happy to have you here um, on the Locked On Steelers podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please rate us five stars. Leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. Doing so, get to a shout out at the end of the show. Also, join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. Uh, and uh, you get to vote for things like making me drink three tequila shots on air, which will happen next week when we have Dean IMPH on because you voted for, to, to say that Juju should be dancing on the logo more. Um, and we will have that. That'll be a fun episode. We might try to get you on there too, Jenna, because that's probably going to be a, a live one. Um, but thanks again for listening to the show. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Enjoy all the holidays, y'all. We'll be back in your ears Monday recapping the game. See you then.